Hi, this is Bob Madigan, and you're living, ah, listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and Ron. Sick and Ron. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Right here. Yes, you're listening to Synchronon, and this is Bob Madigan, and uh, I hope you're still going to listen later on, dude. Okay. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet. I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs. We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. Can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wacker? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds frightening. You don't want to frighten me today, Wacker. I'm kind of an ailing D. Simon. I've been watching some Snuffbox, so... Actually, I guess that's Mighty Boosh, but whatever. It's Rich Vulture. Yeah, so you reminded that... Wait, I haven't ooh. been watching it at all. <laughs> what's just, it what's the name head. of that character? Uh, Louise, I don't know. I always forget it, but it reminds me of my mother when she was young. It just scares me. It bothers me. <laughs> and I just want to reiterate, <laughs> don't give me any sudden shocks tonight, because uh, I'm a bit under the weather, Wackerly. I think I'm suffering from some stomach flu from last night. Influenza del estomago. Just nasty trots. I'm hot to trot. It's been horrible. It seriously has been horrible. I haven't had stomach flu in a long time, but last night I ended up, I should have just stayed in, but mm-hmm. I was supposed to go see the UK subs over at the Parkside, and um, I kind of committed myself to it. I was going with my friend Aaron. You know that chick that uh, took pictures of Sleazy E wearing the pentagram sick and wrong shirt? I do. Uh, what bar was that at? I think that was that Molotovs and uh, Lower Molotovs Hate. Molotovs on the Lower Hate. But yeah, so anyway, I told her that I'd go. She bought a ticket and everything. And so I ended up eating some hummus that I bought from that kind of shady place across the street that I always thought was like a drug front. And I thought, you know what? Have <laughs> you ever seen that place? It's like there's always like three shady Turkish guys that hang out in there. But I've never seen any other customers. But they say they have hummus for like $3. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll try some of this hummus. Across the street? I've never seen a restaurant across the street. It's not across the street. It's by Dottie's. It's on um, on, uh, Jones over there. I never eat at restaurants that are on north-south running streets, only east-west. You should keep that in mind. I I should actually probably uh, follow that rule. But so anyway, I ate the the food. I was fine. We get to the park side. We start drinking some beer. And I haven't smoked a cigarette, you know, for a while. It's been about a month. Probably a month. Right, you're on the you're a goody good now. Yeah, I, I've kind of stopped the smoking. I, I've given up the cancer sticks, and uh, you know when I drink, I can, it's the only time I really need have the urge for a cancer stick. So I asked her, I was like, uh, "Yeah, let me bum one of those." I take one hit from that thing, and I thought I fucking did given birth to something Angelina Jolie would just get back to Africa. It was horrible, dude. I felt it coming out. I was like, "Oh my god!" I had like clenched my ass together, thinking. I'm just about to shit my pants. And, dude, I wear tight, skinny, hipster jeans. 
I don't yeah. know what, what would happen. Like, would the shit, do you think, just be trapped in my ass region? It might push it back up your butthole. Would it, would it be like waders that you'd wear, like, you know, cause, like tight waders that you wear when you're fishing, but just filled well, with diarrhea instead of uh There's air? no room for the <laughs> shit, though. I mean, they're, they're painted on, right? They're, they're pretty tight. They're drain pipes. It's, it, it's sort of like the immovable object. <laughs> What's the other one? The unstoppable force meets the immovable object. I mean, what gives? The yeah, I, I don't know the, what it would have diarrhea. been. It would have been a clash of the titans. I don't know what would have happened, but I was I was kind of thinking about that too. I'm like, God, I wonder if like my my pants are so tight that they'll just hold the diarrhea in. But I didn't really want to find out. And so anyway, I'm I'm sitting there trying to like look cool, even though I'm about to shit myself. And finally, yeah, you got a horrible grimace on your face, and you're totally green. It's hard tr- to look. Cool. Trying to maintain a conversation, and I, and I'm with like you know a hot oh. hipster chick. <laughs> You know, it's like if it was an ugly chick, I'd be like, I got to go take a shit. I'll be back. But it's like this girl I'm trying to like, you know, maybe I'll score, maybe. And I'm just kind of like, all right, well, uh, oh, I got to I gotta go take a leak. I'll be right back. And I sort of like run, shuffle, you know, bunny hop to the bathroom. Skitter. Skitter. Yeah. Skitter. I skitter to the bathroom. That, that, I think that's the perfect term for it. I skitter to the bathroom. There's like five toothless punkers. Standing in line because UK subs kind of attract sort of that crusty punk kind of crowd. And Even the older, older crusty punks too, right? They're it it even... was all ages. There are kids there too with uh, Liberty really? Spikes. Yeah, I was surprised. And they're what the ones they that are nasty. What do they know about the UK subs? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, what do you guys know? Anyway, I thought they all listen to Fallout Boy now. Well, the UK subs, like the lead singer, what's his name, uh, Charlie Harper or whatever. That guy could probably be the grandfather of a lot of the people out in the audience. So I'm, I'm standing there in line, just kind of like, oh, God, come on, just let's hurry up, hurry up. And finally I get in there, and I, I swear to God, this bathroom is straight out of the bathroom from train spotting. It was disgusting, just filled with, like, teeth and, and used condoms and urine and toilet bath. I ended up just having to hover and over it. suppositories, is that what you're saying? <laughs> Did you grab to, one? No, I just basically hovered and just had to hold the door closed because there was no lock. It was the worst, worst barroom shitting experience I think I've ever had. Was there toilet paper? No, I had to use paper <laughs> towel. <laughs> I, at that point, I would have used my sock. It, it was just a terrible thing. And then, I, and that was like the very beginning of the show. Like total chaos was playing. UK subs hadn't even gone on yet. So the rest of the show, I'm sitting there like hoping that a punker isn't going to bump into me or. You know, I'm, I'm going to have any sudden movements to trigger a bowel move. It was, it was just an awful night. It was a because, trepidation because the, and alarm. The release in the toilet didn't get rid of all the diarrhea is what you're saying. You still had it in you throughout the night. That was just that was just the initial stage. Dude, I had it till about 5 in the morning. I was just getting up, running to the bathroom. I still, if I get up right now and run to the bathroom, just expect that I have diarrhea, Okay. Okay. So be pre- I'm just I'm just warning you, audience. This is a disclaimer. I'm not on my game tonight for episode 249. I guess I'll have to step it up myself then. Well, you know what? Actually, Wackily, I'm not sure. I'm not so sure you do. I don't know if either of us need to step up our game because our city's baseball team has been stepping up their game recently. The so, baseball squadrons. I'm talking about the baseball. This is going to be one of the another classic. Sick and wrong, sports talk. It's awesome. been a while since we've done sports talk. Although I, I do love the um, comments, the feedback we get from fans. Of like, dude, 
I love it when you two faggots talk about sports. <laughs> or it's like you guys just sound like retards when you talk about sports because you know nothing about sports. And you know what? Honestly, I don't know much about the sports. The only thing I really know about sports is the Tim and Eric song, Sports, which is a great song. <laughs> I don't even song. remember that. I don't which even know that. It, they, they say sports a lot in the song. It's, it's what a great was the song. Last, what was the last sporting event we talked about? The, the soccers? The World's Cup? I think that was the, the, the Vuvuzelas. That's a, that was the, oh, yeah. uh, the, the, soccer, the soccer ball game. That's what we were playing sometimes, sometimes we discuss the Supers balls, too. Well, no, we, we talk about the hand egg, the football squadrons. But today, I say the focus of sick and wrong sports talk with the Lance is uh, the baseball. And uh, right now, is, is it the world? No, it's, it's the playoffs of the, of the baseball right. leading to the World Series and San Francisco's own Giants. Are yes. um, what a one game away from being in the World Series? Yes, they're in. It's the National League championships. I think are what the Giants are in. Uh, that's as far as I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> and they're playing. Uh, they're playing the Phillies. And it's you yeah. know it's it's interesting. The, the female the female horses of Philadelphia. <laughs> that's <laughs> fun. It's a great mascot, the Philly. Yeah, female horses. It's it's great. I'd much rather be a giant, but um. Yeah. You, you know, think a I, giant would just crush a female horse outright, and they wouldn't even have to have a, a, a tournament to see which one would win, but I guess they do. Yeah, a giant would stomp the female horse. But, you know, I think on past shows, I've ridiculed you for going to probably one of the most boring spectacles that exists, which is a baseball game. And it's, oh, been, love- it's been a while since I've done it. You do like the baseball. I like going to watch a baseball game. It's great. There's lots of beer. Tons of people, peanuts, you know, your outdoors, everything that you, you probably hate except for the beer. Too much sunlight for me, but I do enjoy but the beer. But their games are at night. The games are at night. Well, a good portion of them are at The ones that I go to are at night. It's been a while since I've seen the baseball live. It actually has been a while since I've seen baseball. And so this Saturday, I was in Los Angeles, and uh, I was uh, waiting for a friend of mine, and I'm sitting at the bar, and I'm watching... The I guess it's game one. Is it uh, game one of the uh, the baseballs? Saturday? Saturday yeah, that night. Been, that would have been game one. Yes. And, you know, I didn't know that the San Francisco Giants have a Hessian pitching for them. They, who's the Which long hair? Who's the long hair? The pitcher? The I, long hair? Oh, Lincecum? I wouldn't call him a, a Hessian. He's yeah, more he's of a... He's a Hessian. How many baseball players have long hair like that? More than you'd think. A lot of them have mullets. But he has like a full, he has a full on long hair. He's a young guy. He's like 22. I think, you know, to call him a Hessian, he's, he's probably more hip than you are. I think he's a bit hashed out. He looks like he might be into, uh, you know, he looks like you might see him at like a Slayer show or something or Maiden. Or a Fish concert. Oh, you think he's like hippie say, long hair? I think, I think he plays guitar and I think he smokes the pots. I wonder if he's like an indie rocker kind of guy, or he I, you might know, be more of an indie rocker type of guy. He, but he can throw a hundred mile an hour fastball, so he kind of looks like uh, the kid from Dazed and Confused. Uh, you remember that the kid that got paddled? Yeah, I believe that kid's name was Mitch something. Mitch, in the, in Mitch. The yeah, yeah Mitch. They, I bet you no, but seriously, I bet you that Lincecum probably gets a lot of ass after those games. And that kid's supposed to be like fifteen in the movie or sixteen. And he doesn't look like an older Mitch. He looks like Mitch, who's 15 or 16. He weighs, you know, 160 pounds. And he's just, just like little skinny dude who can just throw a ball really fast. Yeah, like 100 miles per hour. You know, yeah. I, I must say, I, I found it uh, interesting. I was enthralled for a good hour or two. 
until my friend arrived, and I was like, oh, I'm much more interested in your breasts than this game, so let's go. And it turned out the uh, San Francisco Giants actually ended up uh, winning the baseballs, and uh, they still yes. have more baseballs to play, right? But then they lost on Sunday, and then what they about won tonight? On- tonight was the night that they were going to clinch the uh, the playoffs. They did not clinch it. <laughs> There's as, no clinching going on. To take it back to an earlier topic, just as you failed to clinch when you were at the UK <laughs> sub show, they failed to clinch it tonight. But there's probably a lot of skittering between the bases. There was some skittering, yeah. It's a it's a it's a nail biter, I think. Although I, you know, who am I? I don't really follow it. But it'll be so, interesting to see if the SF Giants make the playoffs. So, as a matter of fact, they're ahead. They're ahead <clears> three <throat> games to two. So. They only need to win uh, one more. They need to win one more, and the and, Phillies need to win two. And then they play the other baseball team from the other side of the country, which I don't... Sports it, The Yankees, the Yankees, that's I think it is. Well, or, or it might be the Texas Rangers. I think it, the Texas Rangers are preferred, or, or people think they're going to actually win. So it'll be a Texas-San Francisco World Series. And people from San it's, Francisco love Texas. It's interesting that you said that. I had no idea that Texas even had one of the baseball teams. So this yeah, is no. this has the, been the, the, and the, it's even funnier than that because the Texas Rangers are the team that George Bush used to own. Oh, okay, I did know that Texas had one of the baseball teams, but I thought he like I don't know, but bankrupted the baseballs like in Texas. <laughs> I, I, I thought he did, didn't he? Everyone said, but John, you know, he 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 ruined that uh, that franchise, and now he's running the country." Well, he used to be. But you know all the, the white wine, swilling, smug San Francisco assholes who had no idea that San Francisco even had a baseball team until they started doing well are just going to be gnashing their teeth against the Texas Ranger team, formerly owned by Satan, a.k.a. George, George W. George W. Bush, yeah. No, it should be, uh, be quite the match here. Well, so I almost want to. I almost want to see the Rangers play the Giants and win, just to see the the chaos and anger and smug anger amongst the you know the Noe Valley crowd. But I've noticed though that this uh, town has been invigorated with baseball, uh, intoxicated with baseball. Um, yeah, I think that ha- I think that happens in any town where. The local sports squadron starts to do well. Everybody sort of jumps on the bandwagon. Well, like, everybody's I love baseball. A, yeah, everybody's a baseball fan now. It's like I'm seeing people wearing jerseys. Like all the ladies, the women at my work are wearing like Giants jerseys. You're like and hats and, and hats. Everybody's wearing hats. There's a lot of bravado. I thought Halloween was, I thought Halloween was next week. <laughs> <laughs> a full costume on, like a little child. But I'm learning a lot about the baseballs, and also there's a lot of articles about different players um, for the Giants. And so I came across this one in the uh, Chronicle that's talking about how superstitious the Giants team is. And I all, guess all baseball is full of superstition, but the, I think the Giants are especially so. Well, I think pro athletes have a lot of bizarre rituals they do to deal with but stress. Ba- base, baseball especially so. Baseball in particular has some batshit crazy OCD players. I've yes. never read some of the. I mean, some of these these ritualistic acts that they perform before games are just completely mind baffling. I mean, it's really odd. So anyway, some of these are you know a, a banal kind of common, but some of them are kind of strange. So uh, have you ever uh, you know the player Nate Shireholtz? That name does not sound familiar. Does he play for the Giants? He's a Giants player. He's. Uh, He's kind of, it's a bit OCD, but it's not that odd. He said he'll eat the same kind of food every day. He has a particular fondness for Cheetos. 
uh, during the midst of a hitting streak. So during a hitting streak, he has a superstition. He's got to eat the same kind of food every day. As a term- I, I, I do that same thing with Cheetos when I have a bong hitting streak. <laughs> I just only eat Cheetos. Or Twinkies. Um, <laughs> Uh, Shire Holtz, actually, uh, his his ritual here isn't all that odd because there's been lots of other players that will eat a certain kind of food before a game. Uh, Wade Boggs, you might have heard of. Went yes, his I've entire career eating the same meal before each game, fried chicken. He oh. would eat fried chicken before each game. And even stranger, he had this ritual that be- when he went up to bat, before he actually batted, he would write with the bat, the Jewish letter uh, letters chai. It's like a hay and a yod, which means life or living in the dirt right next to the uh, home plate. Are you making this shit up because no, you're Jewish? I just read it. I have no Is idea. Is Wade Boggs Jewish? I have no idea. I don't know why. Uh, they, they said that it's just kind of this inexplicable act that he would do every time he went up to bat. Because Sandy Koufax, he, he's the famous Jewish baseball player. I could see him doing it, but... This guy. Okay, whatever. It's a crazy superstition. I'd be, I would probably be willing to wager no, because there aren't too many Jews in professional sports. But who knows? <laughs> I don't know. There were back in, like, 1920. But uh, <laughs> sadly, not these days. Another giant with a strange routine is Pablo Sandoval. They call him the Kung Fu Panda. Yes. He's very fat. Yeah. Before each uh, at-bat, he pounds the batter's box four times with the knob of his bat. He taps it four times against his toes. Four times against his shins, once against his helmet, then draws a cross in the dirt to the side of the home plate. He, he taps all this shit with his knob? That's, <laughs> that's some flexibility for a fat guy. He taps it with the knob. Yeah, apparently he's got an impressive knob there. Although uh, there are many baseball players that have weird twists, pulls, and yanks before stepping into the batter's box. Uh, namely, Wade Boggs with the high jarring. So that's not that yeah, odd. Boggs. We covered that. Now, um, another thing that people have been talking about a lot is the Giants players that have been growing facial hair. Have you seen the, uh, the relief pitchers Sergio Romo and Brian Wilson? Yes, I have. Both of them have been sporting rather unruly beards. Uh, Wilson drawing particular notice because he's been dying it jet black. Which it because does look Ro- a little because, strange. <laughs> because Romo's beard is jet black, right? I mean, they look like serial killers. It's. I don't understand it actually. Like I was just like, what, what does the beard signify? I guess people have been chanting "Fear the beard." Right. I kind of do understand it, right? Because in, in baseball, you 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 have a pitcher that goes up and he tries to pitch as many innings as he can, as he can, and then you know his arm wears out. Then you got to bring in the relief pitcher, and oftentimes you go through like a couple relief pitchers if the first one or two suck. And you're, you're all, and, and I think a big part of pitching is all about trying to intimidate the batters. So what is it? Do you find a beard intimidating? When you see, I see a guy with a beard, the first thing I think is, get a fucking razor, beardo. No, like I, I'm looking fun. at you right now, and I'm thinking, a guy with a I'm beard, thinking get a razor, beardo. <laughs> no, but when when you're the batter and you've been up to bat a couple times throughout the game, and and you know that they had to take the pitcher out because you because basically all the batters wore out the pitcher. And he has a big black beard, and then they bring in the relief, and oh my god, it's the same guy. He's got a big black beard. You know, it's psychological. It can be. So they're they're trying to psych people out. Exactly. You That's know, my theory. Plus, it's just kind of funny. I think it's kind of you know, it's there. It's not only uh, you know particular to baseball. This isn't just a baseball superstition. Uh, big Ben from uh, the the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
Remember, uh-huh. he grew a beard the whole time there in the playoffs a couple of years ago. That yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's good to point out. The other thing is a lot of players, hitters and pitchers and whatever everybody else who plays on the on the squadron will try and not shave while they're in the playoffs because they think that shaving is bad luck. But Shave, I mean, this is yeah. something else that they all have like the same similar looking beard. I think is is a next step to that. Uh, Bjorn Borg, the uh, famous tennis player, he used to prepare for Wimbledon with his beard. He'd have his beard the whole time, like a month before the tournament and during the whole tournament. And he'd also wear the same Fila shirt every day. We were just talking about football and baseball, and then you brought up tennis. I'm just saying it's sports. Your man card is taken. (laughs) Give it over. This is sports talk, Wackerly. On sports talk, we talk about diverse sports, okay? Tennis is a parlor game. It's like pool or darts. (laughs) What you're saying... I will not discuss... You're saying I, it's I not a professional tennis. sport, tennis? I fucking hate tennis. It's so gay. Yeah, but they actually have a position called ball no, boy no, no, offen- no, no offense to gays, but I hate that sport. Yeah, I find it kind of quote, extremely quote unquote, boring. But, but baseball... I like, I like women's, women's tennis. Now, that's something we can talk about. That's because you like the Williams twins. That's like your fantasy, Wackerly. And, and all the blonde Russian tennis players, they're all very nice, too. But, but you know, okay, you, you bring up an interesting point here. Uh, you're saying tennis is just very gay for men to play. Yeah, baseball, not gay at all. The baseball isn't. What's what's gay about baseball? Well, you know what's gay about baseball, Wackerly here? Have you ever heard of Aubrey Huff, the Giants' 33-year-old offensive savior? Yes. Uh, he's the unofficial team spokesman and a prankster. Well, Huff has actually been quite open, uh, divulging personal matters. And uh, one of the things he said in September is trying to break out of a uh, a slump that the Giants were in. He admitted that he took to wearing his wife's red thong underwear as a momentum-shifting tactic. And believe it or not, it worked. They call it the, uh, the rally thong. Well, his name is Aubrey. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but what's funny about it, it's like you, you sit here and you deride tennis for being kind of gay, because it is kind of a poofter sport. And it's like everyone's like, oh, baseball's manly. And, and in baseball, they're like, oh, that's, you know, as long as they're winning games, who cares if he's wearing women's underwear? He's yeah, still but a it's dude. His- it's his wife's underwear, and it, you, to have a wife, you have to be a straight guy, or so I've heard. Okay, well, what if John <laughs> McEnroe, if uh, you found out John McEnroe wore panties when he played games? But I already think he's gay because he plays tennis. <laughs> I know, that's the thing. It's like, I don't think anyone would be like, wow, what a surprise, John McEnroe. Wait, you know, they, I always thought the guy was a pufter. You know, you're half Actually, a fag I, anyway I, when you're if, playing tennis. If, but it's like in baseball, Mac- you're kind of like, what? Well, that's cool. He's winning games. If McEnroe still played tennis, I might watch it because he would just scream at everybody. That, that's entertaining. Yeah, no, that that guy. Yeah, no, that guy had a mouth on him. I, I wish I wish sports still had uh, vitriol such as that. So anyway, yeah, a lot of the Giants players definitely have some bizarre rituals and uh, and and strange superstitions. But I'm I, I swear to God, baseball players out of all the professional sports, especially the U.S. professional sports, but out of most professional sports. They're the, the wackiest by far. But here's some well, other... Most of, them, most of them are from Dominican Republic and Venezuela. So, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of it is voodoo shit that they're carrying into the, you know, the first world from the third world. They practice Santeria. Well, here's a couple real quick of some other bizarre uh, uh, rituals at, uh, in some other sports. So in the 1998 Soccer World Cup, French defender Laurent Blanc, uh, Laurent Blanc would kiss the shaven head of the goalkeeper before the kickoff of every game. Tongue kiss? 
He just kissed the head. Maybe maybe he did it with his tongue. Um, here's another baseball player, Turk Wendell, who is a pitcher for the, uh, for the Chicago Cubs and New York Mets. He was known for multiple rituals, including brushing his teeth between innings and chewing on licorice. I don't know. So he brushed his teeth like nine times a night when they had a game? Between the innings, eight? yeah. Uh, Michael oh. Jordan uh, used to wear his North Carolina college shorts under a Chicago Bulls uniform. It's kind of weird. weird. Here's my favorite Never, one. Dude. Kevin Romberg. Yeah, he might have been Jewish. Uh, he played for the uh, 1982 Cleveland Indians. He was uh, largely forgettable. His unusual quirks, though, left behind a lasting legacy here. According to a long list of pros who played with him, Romberg had the compulsion to touch someone if they touched him. It was a tick. And word of this tick quickly <laughs> spread through the majors, making life a living hell for Romberg. Because they all wanted to touch him? Oh, they, yeah. Players would touch Romberg and run, sending him into a complete panic. In fact, an umpire once had to halt a game between, the New, between New York and Cleveland because Yankees players refused to stop touching him. I guess, it's sort uh, of like a, it's a tag compulsion. Like He's always playing tag he all the time for playing, his whole life. Uh, playing tag. Uh, Jason Giambi, you might have heard of him. He's like a big steroid monster, right? Yeah, he used to play for the A's. And he plays for the Yankees, I think. Or he might have gotten traded from the Yankees at this point. Or the, I know I he played for the though. Colorado Rockies at one. He might even play for the Colorado Rockies now. I um, think he might be there now, yes. They say he was a uh, pitcher's worst nightmare in his prime. Um, he was a pretty big guy, but he was prone to slumps. His solution for turning things around? Golden thong. That's right. Whenever uh, he would find himself in a funk, he'd slip his 240-pound frame into a tiny pair of butt floss and then go and play the game. Gold butt floss. Gold butt floss. Golden butt floss. And more often than not, his superstition worked. In fact, his bikini bottoms became so well thought of, the five-time All-Stars teammates would borrow them to break out of their own slumps. So it was like this pair of golden thongs that were passed around. That's what they said. Where did you get this from? I found it on uh, online. I was I have some 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 sports some <laughs> oh, it sports must, forum. It must be true. Some sports forum. These were, were these washed before? No, they're they're like a sports forum. It's a sports talk, Wackerly. We talk about sports here. What I'm saying is, was the thong washed before it was passed between players? Dude, they're superstitious. I don't think you can wash it because then it's <laughs> no. going to lose. Dude, I mean, think about it. If you're getting paid millions of dollars, you wouldn't wear another man's butt floss. That's been up against his shitty asshole and hasn't been through the laundry machine? No. Millions of dollars. Better okay, ass yes. than you could ever okay. have. Yes, yes, I would. Uh, my favorite one here, or my final one, actually, and, and probably one of my favorites, is uh, have you ever heard of the UFC heavyweight champion, light heavyweight champion, Lyoto Machida? No, I haven't. Machete? Machida. Machida. He's, I think, I don't even know if they... Uh, I, I don't know if they call him Machete. I think you're thinking of the uh, the movie Machete. With um, no, it just sounds like Machete. Is he a Japanese guy or what? Um, his superstition. He's Brazilian uh, karate master. His superstition: every morning he drinks his own urine. Oh, like Gandhi. He says it's a practice he picked up from his father, who is also a karate master. The Brazilian said that he believes urine is a natural medicine that cleanses his body. It's not. It's way. It's a waste product of your body. Stop drinking your urine. Machida is always into this. Machida has yet to lose a round in his professional mixed martial arts career. So I don't know, Wackerly. I think you might be able to so be a better true? engineer if you start drinking some of your piss. What about better podcasting? 
What if we shared gold underwear? Maybe we need some. Maybe we need some voodoo. You know, good luck charms to do a good podcast. Dude, I think we're at the top of the the pinnacle of our podcasting uh, career right now. You know? See, you've, you've I think we're riding com- that rocket wagon. I'm, no. I'm not saying I'm arrogant. It's, I don't think I need to drink here to make this podcast better. This is how this is how podcasts fail: is they they think they're on top, and they they quit doing things things to become better. And I'm not going to let you do that. So you're thinking you're going to drink my urine? You're going to drink my urine right now? You're thinking okay, instead of like maybe not getting as drunk during the show, or maybe doing a little more preparation for the show instead of 30 minutes beforehand, or uh, you know maybe actually uh, buying some equipment that works. Wouldn't make the show better just drinking a cup of our piss would make all the difference. First of all, <laughs> this is how little you understand superstitions. No, I'm going to drink more because all the best shows we've done have been when I've been super shit-faced. So I'm going to drink more because that's what brings me good luck. All that other shit, that's on you. Better equipment or whatnot. All right, well, Wackerly, as long as you're drinking at least, um, I don't know, a pint of urine, before the before you start drinking seven beers, <laughs> maybe maybe the show would work. Maybe like, maybe you can like convince me to do it. First of all, there's superstitions, and then there are demands that are put on you. And I don't like <laughs> taking the form of de- of a demand. Do you wait? Not, do you have a superstition or a ritual that you do before you start the craft? Before you start po- before you put on those headphones, grab your microphone and become Lance Wackerly. Do you have a ritual? Well, I normally uh, don't wipe my ass for 24 hours prior to prior to show. doing a show, and I'm not I'm not saying I don't take a shit. <laughs> I just don't wipe my ass. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. You it's know, how, what? It's I, how I keep shit funky. I pluck three nose hairs from my left nostril. I'm not even bullshitting you. I do this in the bathroom before every show. Is that how you get the nasally tones? That is how I get my dulcet nasal tones. I don't want to <laughs> give my secrets out here. But yes, it's those three nose hairs from my left nostril. And I'm going to continue doing You know that. what? Honestly, yeah, I hope you do continue because it's worked this long and you don't want to fuck with a winning formula. I also wear my sister's underwear, but we're going to skip about that and uh, move on to doing some stories. So this is episode 249 here of uh, Sick and Wrong. Um, people, you know the way the show works. Wacker and I find the most disturbing news items of the week. We present them here on the show. Audience votes and winner gets a Sick and Wrong care package. People send your stories into Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com or submit them via Facebook or the Sick and Wrong Forum. Uh, we've received quite a few stories. It's kind of difficult to uh, narrow it down. Uh, this week, we actually were arguing about which stories to, uh, to use here for episode 249. Before we get into our first listener submission, a quick word from our sponsor, Audible.com. You know, Wacko, I was wondering, I, yeah, I haven't heard anything back from Audible.com. I'm wondering how many books our audience has been buying. Audiobooks. <laughs> Audiobooks, yeah. You know, I, do you think most of our most of our listeners have iPod players? I would think a good 25%. 5 to 25% of our listeners have iPod players. So, you time. know, I think they're good they're they're viable candidates for listening to an audiobook. Yeah, it seems like a good target market. You know, so, so people, I think this is a good time for you to become a winner, okay? You don't have to drink urine. I think what you need to do is gain some knowledge. It's like you can listen to Dee and Lance here entertain you for hours on end, sick and wrong, or you could, like, you know, listen to an audio book of Christopher Hitchens and actually learn something. 
Yeah, we're like, you know, in the dietary world of knowledge, we're sort of like candy corns. Or cotton candy, or milk name duds. some other milk duds. Name some other shitty Halloween candy since it's coming up. Um, milk, milk duds, duds yeah. the, but the little like, box of milk like, duds, um, not the big. Oh, good and plenties. All right, we're we're good, good and plenty. I think we're good and plenty. But, you know, there's other people out there who've written stuff down throughout history who are more like, I don't know, maybe a piece of fried chicken. It's got a little. It's got a little nutrients in it. But there's some maybe people a, out there though kale. that have carrots. You know, a carrots carrot. and uh, cucumber. You know, like a uh, cucumber. That's good for you. Stephen Hawking, I think, would be a cucumber. No, he, he well, he's some kind of a vegetable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Literally, <laughs> yeah. <be> more of, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Just eat what you want, but you know, buy a book from Audible. You yeah, probably get a. You could probably get an elephant ear type of book also. I, I think you could learn something. You can get some entertainment, and you could learn something because there's science fiction, there's technology, and all that. So, audiblepodcast.com dot com slash diddle and get your free audiobook right now. So, Wackley, we received a number of stories, so why not kick off episode 249 with the first listener submission? So, this first listener story was sent in by, he calls himself the Lord of the Palms. Uh, palm. Wait, isn't a palm a uh, English guy in uh, Australia? I, I thought th- I thought that was that uh, pomegranate juice drink that costs like seven dollars for eight ounces. Okay, maybe I'm completely mistaken. Way off base here. I thought a palm was a, a derogatory term for an Englishman living in Australia, but I, I might be wrong. You're so probably right, actually. This story was sent in by Lord of the Palms. He says, "Was Wackerly driving?" He's referring to the ambulance that mowed down a girl who was previously hit by a drunk policeman. So, um, I don't know, Wackerly. Two people were hit? Yeah, no, a couple people, actually. You know, what's interesting is, uh, listen to this headline. Ambulance mows down girl hit by drunk policeman. When you hear a headline like that, what country do you think this occurred in? I, I don't know. I mean, I was, you know, America, Mexico, although Mexico probably doesn't even have policemen anymore. It's just all gang warfare. Uh, you probably have a better answer than I do. How about Russia? Oh, in Russia, <laughs> in Soviet Union. Dude, it would make sense if they said a bear was driving the car. I would be like, okay, yeah, that shit yeah, could happen. You could elaborate and it would still be believable. Yeah, I know. It's just like it does not surprise me that a drunken policeman would mow down some girls and then an ambulance would come to, to, to rescue those girls, take them to the hospital, and mow them down as well because everybody <laughs> is drunk in Russia. Are there any sober people living in Russia right now? Ambulance runs over <laughs> woman hit by drunken police bear. <laughs> Well, because the bears are actually the policemen there. The, the police force they're, are they're they're police all bears. bears. It's an Ursine, an Ursine police force. So, Ursine, yeah, it's a good one. Wackerly, would you go to a Russian cardiologist in Moscow? If you had your choice yeah, yeah. between a Chinese cardiologist or a Russian cardiologist that looked a little bit like, I don't know, Boris Yeltsin. No, not Boris Yeltsin. But is it the it's big China red, or Russia? Uh, is it the big red, you know, boozer's uh, gin blossom face? Is that what it is that deters you? 
That's like 90% of it, yeah. Because <laughs> it's like not... looking in a mirror for you. <laughs> right. I, do, I would not let myself operate on myself either. So I, I just uh, reading this story just confirms my uh, supposition that there are no sober people in Russia. I just don't which think is, there are. Which is why I want to go there. I don't want to go there to be operated on, but I want to go there to have a good time. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, and there's hot chicks, so it's kind of nice that everybody's drunk. So a Russian police officer slash bear uh, hit three girls with his car while driving drunk in Siberia. One was killed after being run over by the ambulance that was sent to treat them. <laughs> you didn't tell me it was in Siberia. <laughs> That's like Russia plus. <laughs> I, is, I, didn't even think Siberia, I didn't even think it really existed. You know, I, I'm kind of surprised. Like, uh, do people live there? Is that just a place that people live? Siberia? I thought it was where the prison camps were, the gulag. Yeah, I thought people were sent there unwillingly. I didn't know people were like, hey, you know what? I'm going to buy an apartment in a house in Siberia because it's But then, uh, of course, nice somebody, has to, somebody has to work at the prison. So I guess those people, whoever works at the prison wants to live there. And maybe, you know, maybe a thriving community sprouts up. Yeah, it's I like mean, the Central Valley of California. It's a total shithole, but there's a bunch of jobs there. So you might as well live there, right? Well, apparently, Suck off the teat of the state. Apparently, their police force, though, I, I, I wonder how effective their police force is because it seems like they drink a lot of vodka. So the police officer uh, was driving at, uh, in this area of Siberia. He ran into the girls as they walked at night on the side of the road. I wonder well, don't if, do that. Yeah, it was, it's kind of funny. It's like, I wonder if he's just kind of veering all over the icy highway and then just, you know... Five points, bam, Russian chick. And most of these, you know, I, I, I picture these girls in Siberia not to be the attractive Russian chicks you see in Moscow, like in pictures of Moscow clubs. Well, you could never tell because they have those big poofy jackets on because it's freezing. Yeah. So one of the girls, age 15, was uh, run over and killed by the ambulance that then arrived at the scene. But they don't specify whether or not the ambulance driver was also drunk. He might have been drinking with the cop before they hit all the girls. He might not have been drinking with the cop, but it's, it's implied that he was drunk. So what do you do when you're an ambulance driver and you kill the person that you're going to, to rescue? Do you just kind of say, well, fuck it. I'm going to go back to the hospital wait for the next call and then call a hearse? You write, <laughs> you write up a false report. <laughs> That's what you did. <laughs> she jumped in front of the ambulance, I swear. No, you say you got there and she was injured and that she died unexpectedly. Oh, too bad. So sad. I, well, maybe, I, maybe maybe an actual bear came out of the forest and, and swiped her arm off, which is why. <laughs> and then threw it at the grill of your ambulance, which is why her arm happens to be on the grill of your ambulance. Well, haven't you heard the philosophical question? Was it, it would an ambulance stop if an ambulance is speeding to uh, to rescue someone who is in a fire or something, and uh, they hit you on the way while you're crossing the street, would they stop for you or continue? Call another ambulance for you. That is very philosophical, D. Simon. I, I thought you were going to say something like, if an ambulance hits a drunk girl in the middle of Siberia, <laughs> does anybody ever find out about it? <laughs> but I guess the answer is yes, because it ends up on second wrong. Don't you think so they, he could have just said... He could have just uh, corralled that drunk cop, grabbed her legs, and the cop grabbed her arms, just kind of threw her in a snowbank, and no one would have noticed. A polar bear would have eaten her, but yet yeah, no, no human being would have ever noticed. 
I wonder if the polar bear is like the chief of police and the brown bear is just like the regular beat cop. Sure, the white bear is the elite bear, the Aryan bear, and the brown bear is more of the lower class worker bear. Is that what you're trying to get at? Yeah, that's kind of that's exactly <laughs> what I was uh, implying there, Wackily. I think that's a good theory. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is not an isolated incident in, uh, in Russia. Apparently, it's quite common for uh, police to get really drunk and and uh, drive over and kill people. Uh, according to uh, this news article here, a uh, police chief here who is a member who is who is actually a police chief in Moscow uh, fled the scene after hitting and killing a 16 year old girl uh, with his car just two weeks ago. Uh, the investigation has identified the person responsible for the accident, and it turns out he is the chief of police and he was drunk. Uh, they don't say what happened to him, but he's probably sent to Siberia. Um, in April... Oh, they, already, they already live in Siberia. <laughs> no, this is in Moscow, this guy. Oh, oh okay. I mean, dude, dude, this, there's been it's a spate of uh, drunken police officers killing pedestrians all throughout Russia. Uh, in April, a drunk police officer hit a woman and her nine-year-old granddaughter with his car in Moscow, killed the girl. And in March, another drunk police officer ran into and killed a pregnant woman also in Moscow. So apparently, why are, these, why are all these women walking around on the streets late at night? I thought it was cold there. I don't know. Yeah, stay home. I don't know. They say uh, fatal traffic accidents are quite frequent in Russia and uh, are often linked to dilapidated roads, uh, poor adherence to safety rules, and uh, lots of drunk driving. Because I think there's a hell of a lot of vodka there. I think vodka is to like vodka is to the 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 the, the Russian. Is to get is what Gatorade is to like uh, pro athlete. Mm-hmm. I think Keeps they just drink. Going. It's their go juice. It's their go juice. They wake up in the morning. It's they're like they look outside. And they're like, wow, everything's frozen. It's freezing. I need some go juice instead of drinking coffee or uh, having a latte or um, uh, what is that that tea that you used to drink? Matai or whatever what was that stuff? Oh, uh, mate. Yes, mate. Instead of drinking that, they just go and they get a cup full of vodka. And they drink it, go juice, ready to face the world. I need to go there. I need to visit Russia, I think. I think you'd fit in quite well. Last question here, Wackily. <laughs> Would I ever make it out, though? Uh, not without uh-huh. a severe dependence on alcoholic beverages. <laughs> Probably a little worse so than what you have now. come out the same way. Yeah. <laughs> you come out exactly the same. Um, what, what, do you, what do you suppose the sobriety tests are like over there? Do you think they even have them? Well, uh, you know, it, it probably the first one is like, can you identify a picture of Putin? <laughs> and if you say, you know, you don't know who that guy is, they they just cap you immediately. But I think that I think the big test is probably they just make you drink like three or four more shots of vodka, and if you puke or pass out, then that determines that you were that too you drunk, were drunk before. to begin with. Because if you can't withstand four more shots, then you've obviously had too much to begin with. I think the main, test, the main test is, is when they actually do drunkenly mow over a chick. If she's dead, then they're like, all right, you're drunk. Because I think people get hit all the time when they're, uh, and, you know, when they're driving sober. So it's like so if they actually... Saying, that, if that's she's just maimed, if she just maimed, then you're pretty sober because you like swerved at the last minute. Yeah, and I think it's like when you actually do mow over the pregnant lady, they're like, you know what? You're drunk. <laughs> So That's wanker, a good test. So wackily on the sick and wrong star scale. Yeah, I think it is kind of sick that um, police officers who should be upholding the law 
um, are, are going out and uh, drinking, flagrantly violating the law, and uh, killing citizens that they have, have sworn to protect. And um, so based on that alone, I would probably give it a 4.5 because they're not like raping these citizens. But the fact that the ambulance driver, who was probably also drunk, ended up killing the person that they were going to save, I'm going to have to give this a 4.75. I'm giving it 5. Because the last thing... the last thing I ever want to do is die maimed and then remaimed in the freezing cold tundra of Siberia. Yeah, that is, that's horrible. horrible. Five. That is, you've convinced me. I'm going to give this a five star too. What do you have here for uh, episode two forty nine? So this one was sent in by listener, quote, there is no God. I guess that's his screen name. So or Nietzsche what? sent this in? Might have been Nietzsche. I, I had gir- no idea that he listened to this show. But, um, <laughs> you know, maybe he does gain some kernels of knowledge from us, Wackley. I think that's, that's, that's good. It's very comforting to know. Kernels of knowledge, like shits from God. Yep. But there is no <laughs> God, so uh, it's just shits from nothing. Which is even more profound, if you ask me. I think so. Shit's from the void. The void of nothingness, yes. <laughs> the nadir, the nadir of nothingness and shits and corn kernels in it. The poop of the void. Yep, and and therein is sick and wrong. I I can go on all night like this if you want to. <laughs> now I said we start the fucking story because the story? Uh, yeah you're... okay. <clears throat> An Indiana police officer on Saturday pulled over a driver for speeding, which is probably typical in Indiana. Have you ever actually been to Indiana, Wackley? The only thing I want to do is get the fuck out of Indiana, so I speed there, too. Oh, yes. All my uncles on my mom's side and grandparents on my mom's side all live in Indiana. So I've been there many times. It's incredibly bleak. It, no, it's right. it's very bleak. It's just like the industrial wasteland of the Midwest. I mean, it just typifies that. And it yeah, stinks. Even it stinks. De- Detro- it does stink. And Detroit is pretty industrial, and so is Ohio. But for some reason, Indiana's the worst. Yeah, Gary, in Indiana. Opinion. Like, have you ever actually like heard anybody like, yeah, I'm going to go vacation in Gary or Muncie. No, no. I'm going to go to Muncie. That's where I'm going for vacation. It's like you go there because you have to because you have some distant relatives that live there, and you have to go see them. Gary did spawn the Jacksons, though. So they've got something going for that. I don't know how that happened. I think really what they spawned was uh, the dad, Freddie Jackson, right? Isn't that his name? Yeah. What's the dad's name? Is it Freddie? I no. think so. Let, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Um, the officer who made the traffic stop says that uh, in speaking with the driver, he believed that uh, a Halloween prank was being pulled. Because there were legs hanging off the back of the truck that the guy was driving. And this is by, uh, says uh, Lake Station Police Chief Mike Stills. So, but it wasn't a joke. So, <laughs> I like the, uh, the uh, Peter, what was it, Peter Graves? Yes. It is kind of scary, yeah. uh, the, the voice there. So, Wackerly, have you ever actually been one of those merry pranksters who got the fake arm and hung it outside your trunk? Or the fake leg. I think I bought that. For, I bought one of those for my sister for her birthday one year. Did you use it? No, she just had it in her her room. I mean, it was just, she. I think she had this pile of just useless gifts that I bought her over the years, and that was just one of them. 
She probably still does. I mean, you, you've gotten her lots of useless gifts over the years, which I've promoted. Yeah, and encouraged. You, you know, um, you could say they're useless, but uh, I think uh, I think they're all quite uh, actually quite fulfilling and things that she's wanted and mentioned, you know, in passing, and I and I remember it. Are you accusing her of masturbating with this <laughs> fake dismembered hand? I wasn't, but now that you mention it, yes, I am. <laughs> That's what she used it for. But, I, but Wacker, you know what I'm talking about, the dismembered hand. Did you ever have that hanging out of your locker at school? No, no, I never did. But I, but I will say this, God's honest truth. I did just uh, order some orange LED uh, like Christmas-type lights to put up on my uh, domicile for Halloween. <laughs> You're actually decorating your house. No, I'm just going to put up some orange lights. What some do, what, fairy lights. I think in the UK they call them fairy lights. So wait, what are you, what are you giving out for trick or treats? Those little bottled, like half pint bottles of liquor and uh, pickled onions or something. <laughs> like, what no, else do I'm, you have in your house? <laughs> what do you? What do you? You're you're a candy fan. What do you want? Gummy bear? Dude, you're the last house I'd trick or treat at. <laughs> the last house on the left. It's <laughs> <laughs> the last house I'd go to. If I was a kid, I'm like I'm not going to old man Wackerly's house. To be honest with you, on the street that I live on, I am the last house on the left. So, it's the, it's the one I avoid. Take that knowledge for what you you know for what you will. So anyway, Can this I my story instead of your yeah, okay, stupid okay, okay. fucking stories. But it wasn't a joke. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, arresting officer, his name is uh, oh, oh, sorry, never mind. Vincent Price. Uh, that's the voice I was thinking of. Well, I liked Peter Graves too. But um, so when the guy was pulled over, smoke was coming from the truck. The windshield was shattered, and the suspect had glass on his arms and chest, police said in their report. The driver of the vehicle was 26-year-old William Cecil Albrecht Jr. of Hobart, Indiana. And he admitted to officers he drank about a case of beer earlier in that evening. And he also admitted that he'd hit a person, which is quite an admission. You know, you know what I think you should um, explain here, Wackily? A case of beer. How much beer? Oh, the volume of how much beer that is. Um, in common parlance in the United States, that would be 24 12-ounce cans. 24 beers in one sitting. And then driving a motor vehicle. And telling the cops that you drank it. Because normally, <laughs> when the cops ask you how much you've been drinking, you reduce it by like... You know, you reduce it down to about 20%, so you typically say, you know, oh, I had like four. But but, but it's it's like that guy's like, nah, I'll drink about a case of beer. Which means that he probably drank like five cases. <laughs> and the Although thing is that people, impossible. people like uh, in the UK, I've noticed a lot of European listeners, they like to um, deride us for drinking MGD, Miller Genuine Draft, or Miller Highlife, saying it's American piss water, or they'd rather drink urine, or something like that. This guy, I bet you, wasn't even drinking MGD. I bet you this guy was drinking a case of Milwaukee's Best. Or Natural Light, or Steel Reserve, or... or Keystone, uh, Keystone. Keystone, yes, that's a good one. It's Schlitz. Like, it's like the case of, these cases of beer, 24 beers, cost about $6. Wow, <laughs> back in back in the nineties, not, not anymore. How, how much do you think a case of the 12, beast is? 12, 12, 12, 12 or fifteen? Yeah, that's a lot of beer. Yeah, depending on where you are, maybe nine bucks. Maybe nine bucks to be honest with you. That's a lot of beer. Yeah, and uh, on top of the ca- that case that he he claimed to drink, uh, the cops found another case of beer in the truck's cab <laughs> that hadn't yet been cracked. <laughs> says the court records. 
Albrecht is charged with operating a vehicle while intoxicated, causing death and failure to stop after an accident resulting in death, both Class C felonies. He also faces Class A and C misdemeanor charges of operating a vehicle while intoxicated. So what happened, right? The cop pulled him over and thought, like, oh, he's got some novelty, like, severed limbs sticking out of the bottom of his truck. Like, that's kind of funny. But he's also speeding, so I'm going to pull him over. He thought he was getting into the Halloween spirit. (laughs) Right. The guy's speeding, but, yeah, he's getting into the Halloween spirit. I'm going to give him a good ribbing, tell him to slow down, and, you know, I'll let him on his merry way. Maybe give him a little $20 ticket or something, but... Surprising to the to the officer in question, the uh, arre- uh, you know what are they? It's not arresting; it's the pulling over officer. He actually found the torso of an actual man, later identified as fifty-two-year-old Paul Williams of Lake Station, Indiana, in the bed of Albrecht's Chevy S10. His lower legs, his shoes, and vehicle debris were found further down the road, <laughs> south of Interstate eighty slash ninety-four. Dude, that's a very realistic Halloween decoration. Yeah, those novelty limbs that are sticking out of your your trunk or you know bed of your truck, uh, they're quite authentic. The guy, the driver's blood alcohol level was point one two percent, which uh, I think is pretty high. Police said, uh, and and so said the Chicago Sun Times. He also tested posi- positive for. And here's the real thing, right? You you can drink a case of beer, party, but still be safe. I think. But what you can't do is you can't test positive for benzodiazepines and cannabinoids. So that, well, he smoked some weed, cannabinoids. Right? Smoking, Why don't they just say he smoked weed? He's smoking some weed and, and uh, popping some bennies. And then drinking a case of Milwaukee's Best. This guy was fucked up. Really fucked up. He hit a dude and just kept driving around, and his car was smoking. He decided to, like, pull over and, like, sleep in a bush, which is what I Although I like Although I like the fact that he had the wherewithal to be like, whoa, dude, I just fucking nailed and killed some dude. I'm going to throw him in the back of the truck. I'm not going to leave him on the side of the road. <laughs> really? Yeah, what was he planning he... to do with him? I don't think he threw him in the back of the truck. Oh, you think he hit him and the guy rolled over into the bed of the truck? Yeah. <laughs> I think you're missing the point of the story. I think this dude hit, knew that he hit a dude and just thought he was just going to keep on driving but was speeding, got pulled over speeding, and the cop happened to notice, like, you have a dude's limbs hanging from your car. Oh, I hit a dude, but I thought he was, like, left behind. I didn't know there was bits and pieces. Okay, well, wait a second. Well, okay, wait a second. Was there blood all over the truck? Was the, the, the windshield smashed open? Yes. You forgot. You didn't listen to the beginning of the story. The, when the officer got up to the, the car, the windshield was smashed. This dude had glass all over his chest and legs and everything, and he's and the car was smoking because, like, when he hit the guy, you know, he smashed in the radiator or something. Dude, I'm amazed that a body, a human body, when you nail somebody, just goes straight up in the air like that and falls in the back of the truck. Well, who knows what happens? I mean, anything can happen when you uh, hit a guy. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's just uh, it's interesting the fact that he hit the guy from the certain angle that just shot him up in the air like one of the guys from Jackass. He landed in the back of the truck. Well, I mean, it did say that other parts of his body, his lower legs, his shoes, and, and debris from the vehicle, like I said, were found further down the road that he'd been driving on. What a so per- he did leave debris. What a perceptive uh, police officer here. Guy pulls him over, and it's just like cars covered in blood. There's body parts down the road. It's just like, oh, he must have a Halloween decoration. Oh, this guy, he's getting in the Halloween spirit. And he's he a regular a- Vic Mackey, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, so to round the article out, they interviewed a random dude who lived where the driver resided, or where the, the dead guy resided. It's really sad. I'm going to the funeral whenever it is, said Thomas Carroll, who also lives at the Lake Park Residential Facility. <laughs> so nice. there you go. It's good to have friends. It's good to know that you have friends. I find that to be a very... Because people do all these Halloween things where they like have a severed head on their lawn or you know, the Grim Reaper. And who's to say? Maybe it really is the Grim Reaper on that person's lawn. And you should, I don't know, pray to God. I don't know. Uh, you know, I've, I, I kind of like what I was saying where I was going before. It's like this guy nailed this dude and then was like thinking about it. Like, you know what? This would make a damn good Halloween decoration. I'm going to bring him home, throw him in the bed of the truck, and then bring him back and put him on the porch to scare children. Yeah, it'd be very scary. But you got to hope that you don't get pulled over, which is what happened. Which is what guy. happened to this guy. Have you ever been? Do you remember when you were a kid and you were trick or treating, and there'd always be that one house on the block that would have a very realistic, scary, you know, old person that's like covered in cobwebs or something sitting there, and it, it, the house looks like no one's home, and you knock on the door, and then all of a sudden the person just comes out and scares the living shit out of you. You mean the guy that you thought was a mannequin or yeah. a stuffed thing gets up like a yeah. Fuck those dudes. (laughs) I fucking hated that when I was a kid. It's like I seriously almost lost my shit four or five times. I remember when I was a kid just being like, why would you do that? Why did you do that? I understand that it's supposed to be a scary holiday, but come on. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm five. Yeah, I have my my shitty Kmart Han Solo costume on, and now it's full of turds. Yeah, it's just totally full of turds now, and you embarrass me, and I'm going to have trauma. I'm going to be talking about this with my therapist later in life. Well, I'm glad that podcast later in life. <laughs> yeah, well, this is like therapy. I'm glad that that uh, the cop actually managed to stop this guy before he could set up a Halloween decoration that would have scared the shit out of these little kids. So on the sick and wrong star scale, the fact that the dude was completely oblivious to uh, the corpse in his, the bed of his pickup truck, it was covered in blood, and it drank a case of beer. I'm giving this a four point seven five. He wasn't a I'm cop. Actually- I'm actually trying to imagine how this guy could use the actual body parts as a Halloween decoration in the same vein as as the little vignette that you just told. Like, you know, you go up to a house and it's the dad who's sitting there who's pretending to be a stuffed mannequin and he gets up and he scares you. But this guy would have the actual dead body parts just sitting around his porch and he'd come up to get candy. And then he would actually answer the door and be like, hey, kids, here's some candy. By the way, those are real dead corpse body parts. And then you'd run away screaming. I picture I picture you would knock on the door and be like, trick or treat. He'd open the door and just nail you in the face with a severed arm or something. Yeah. That's a real severed arm, motherfucker. <laughs> it would scare the shit I out of you. I bought from the Halloween store. <laughs> I give it... I give it four and a half because this guy could have killed more people, but the cop saved the day. Yeah, it would have made a great episode of Cops. I also wonder if um, this is going to be an open casket funeral. Hopefully not. No, not at all. So the third story here for episode 249 came in from Roger, who had to say that he's a firefighter in the UK. So anyways, he writes, mix Aussies and patties, and it all goes tits up. Keep it sick, keep it wrong, Roger. Uh, firefighter here from the UK. Now, an Aussie is an Australian and a Paddy is an Irishman? An Irishman. I do love that term. It all goes tits up. That's great. Yes, yeah, tits up. I think this show went tits up like in the first 10 minutes once we started talking <laughs> about sports. So this story, I would say uh, you could probably use that adjective for this. 
as just being pretty much fucked. But it's one of those things. It's like, have you ever been to one of those parties, Wackily, where you go, it's kind of lame, you hang out there for an hour, not too many chicks, you know, it's like a keg of warm beer. This like, is like most of my parties, yes, I've been there. And you're just kind of like, you know this is boring, I'm going to go home. And then you go home, and the next day I call you up and say, Wackerly, you should have stuck around for another half an hour because this shit was off the hook. It went crazy. I this, hate that. This dude showed up with a kangaroo and started feeding it ecstasy. And, and you'd yeah. be like, no way, no way. But you know what, Wackerly, that's what happened in this story. A circus owner is being questioned by police at a, this is at a hotel in Dublin amid claims that a wallaby, which I guess is a small kangaroo, uh, died after being plied with ecstasy and alcohol at a birthday party at a Dublin hotel. <laughs> That's a hell of a party. That's like the hallmark of a damn good party. That's the type of party that you'll probably never ever ever be able to live up to. You're never going to one-up that party. It's going to be like, you're going to talk about it years later when you're like 60 and you're on your rocking chair at the uh, convalescent home and you're going to be like, remember that party back in 2010 where that fucking dude showed up with that fucking kangaroo we gave you all that ecstasy? And you're gonna be oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally remember that. No, you don't because you left early, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. I left early. You should have stuck around, man. So You're anyway, never going to uh, see the ecstasy-ridden wallaby. There's footage of the uh, wallaby running loose among 150 partygoers to the theme tune of an Australian TV show called Skippy, the Bush Kangaroo. It was uploaded to Facebook. I looked for it. I couldn't find it. They might have taken it down. God damn. An official investigation was launched after outraged animal welfare campaigners. You know, I'm so sick of those bleeding hearts. Always, always looking to ruin a good time. Uh, they complained about the alleged mistreatment, and now they're investigating it. So the circus owner here, Alexander Shaw, is the owner of the Australian Super Circus in Sydney. Um, apparently, they're doing some kind of show outside Ireland. Uh, he told officers that he owns two wallabies, Skippy and Sydney. And this is another English term we're going to start using. He rubbished suggestions that either of them was the animal in question. Well, show us the animals, then. Are they still alive? Well, that's what he's saying, that, uh, that um, saying. He, he still has two of them. He goes, I would never lend them out to a nightclub with all that noisy music. I love how it's just the music that, uh, that deters him <laughs> from lending out the wallabies. Someone told, so, <laughs> someone told them... So wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me interject here. So a wallaby dies in Dublin, and there's an Australian circus in town with a lot of Australian animals. <laughs> And they're like, where could this wallaby have came from that's dead now? And they go to the Australian circus master, and he says, that wasn't my wallaby. It must have come from somewhere else. <laughs> Wackerly, Wackerly uh, have you ever seen a picture of Shane McGowan, losing of the Pogues? Oh, yes, yeah. Much like Russia, they drink a hell of a lot in Ireland. I don't know if they'd be able to <laughs> deduce that type of thing. I think they'd be like... You know, where the hell did this, all, well, this, this, this kangaroo come from? And they would have no idea that there's an Australian circus 10 feet away. You got to have proof. Maybe the guy was getting framed. Maybe somebody did bring in an extra wallaby just to fuck with this Australian circus master. 
Well, he says he would never lend them out to a nightclub with all that noisy music. He said someone told him that the wallaby was given an ecstasy tablet, and now it died. And he said, if it's dead, then it's not one of my wallabies. And he showed the constables Skippy and Sydney. But my my are the Irish here, constables qualified to tell a wallaby from some other animal, like a koala bear or an actual kangaroo? Dude, I don't I don't trust this Aussie bastard. I think this guy had three wallabies, and he was like, you know what? I want to go get some Irish tail. And the best way to impress an Irish chick is to show up at a bar with a fucking kangaroo. Because dude, think <laughs> about that. That's like instant ass. It's like you show up and be like, yeah, I don't I don't have a dog. I don't have a cat. I have a kangaroo. Check this out. And you're probably going to be covered in just crawling in ass. You have to beat him off with the, the kangaroo's pouch or something. Irish ass. Irish ass, yeah. But you know what? It's, well, it's a spare wallaby gambit. <laughs> but I do find it funny because they're, they're, what they're, they're trying to figure out is how did the wallaby end up in the nightclub? You know, it's like, how did the wallaby end up in the Irish nightclub here? And it, which kind of sounds like a lead-in for a joke, you know? It's like a kangaroo walks into an Irish nightclub. What or happens? a Sherlock Holmes story. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they say that there is a birthday party going on here, and uh, they've been looking at uh, hotel surveillance cameras to see what's going on. A source close to the investigation confirmed that a wallaby had died after being heavily drugged. Um... By the time he got down through the crowd to, uh, I guess, uh, the manager of the hotel had been uh, surveilling the scene. And by the time he got through the crowd at this party here, the animal and the box were gone. No one had any idea where it came in or how it got out of the hotel. But they said that they were horrified and upset by the incident. So, you know what? I actually don't even know if they know it's dead. Someone's saying it. This story's all hearsay. They, they have footage that there's a kangaroo bouncing around at this party. And people are saying, yeah, you know, this kangaroo was heavily drugged. It's running around. But they didn't find the kangaroo's corpse. And they, according to this article, they didn't even find the, the box that the kangaroo came in. Apparently, kangaroos travel in boxes. Wallabies. Isn't box just Irish for cage? Maybe. Is a translation error? Probably. Is Dublin is Dublin the Las Vegas of Europe? I mean, is it like one of those you know what happens in Dublin stays in Dublin type? I think what, justifications. Well, I think what happens in Dublin, you don't really want to talk about it afterwards because it's so embarrassing. Which is kind of like is, Vegas. It's the same thing with the Vegas, yeah. But Vegas is kind of like it's a conquest. Like, yeah, I got a couple of whores, but it's like, and they're probably pretty good looking, but. I don't know. I imagine most of the girls in... <laughs> For you? Is that the story you tell? No, I'm just saying, care. most of the girls in Ireland... You got a couple of whores, and they gave you VD, and they were horrible looking. <laughs> That's why what happens there stays there. So maybe maybe uh, Dublin is the... But can you gamble there? I don't know if it's a, it's like a den of iniquity like Vegas. I don't think... People make this mistake. I don't think the iniquity in Vegas has anything to do with the gambling. It's with the rampant drinking, whoring, and stripping, and drugging. That's the problem with Vegas. It has nothing to do with the gambling. Yeah, but I think it's it's a place that allows you to indulge in many different kinds of vices. And I don't know if... Right. Uh, gambling is the least of those vices. But it's a vice nonetheless. That, um, but it's the least of those vices. Yeah. No. Drugging, drugging a marsupial, that's more high up on the list. And that's why I'm comparing Vegas to Dublin. 
Yeah, I, you know, it might be. It might be. It might be a place where people I get I drugged and crazy. strangled a marsupial the last time I went in Vegas, so shoot me. <laughs> I had to indulge myself. That's what I'm saying. So uh, the duty manager here became suspicious when he noticed a commotion around the dance floor in the hired function room. Manager? The duty manager at the hotel. Duty. <laughs> By the time he got through the crowd, he had noticed an animal, I guess, beforehand. The animal in the box were gone. We had no idea how it came in or how it got out of the hotel. Apparently, wallabies are smaller than kangaroos and can be bought for around 700 euros in Ireland. So apparently, there's a whole bustling wallaby trade going on in Ireland. I, I didn't know that. Why would you want one? For you access. get ass. I'm telling you. It's like, there's, I think it's the best way to get ass. If you're walking around with one of those. I mean, people say walk around with a baby and you get ass, which I actually I, I don't agree with that. But there yeah, are people, puppy, yeah. a puppy, yeah, but I think a kangaroo, it's like puppy times. That's like 10 puppies. It's a wallaby, though, not a kangaroo. Whatever. They're smaller <laughs> than kangaroos. But their, their status as exotic animals makes them exempt from restrictions on breeding or pet ownership. So apparently you can own as many as you want. Because they're endangered? It, it, seems, it seems like backwards logic here to me. This is drunken Irish logic. <laughs> Because in this country, you're not allowed to own a tiger. You're not supposed to own a tiger. Because it's endangered. Because it's an endangered species and exotic animals, and we have stringent regulations protecting these animals. But in Ireland, they're like, well, if you give a tiger a home, that's one more tiger in the world, so you should be able to own one. So we're going to lift all the restrictions. You know, I wonder. It's like, do you think the store that's like the Guinness store has like bottles of Guinness on one side and then a bunch of kangaroos on the other side? Like, do they sell kangaroos everywhere in Ireland, or do you have to go to a kangaroo <laughs> It makes it easier to carry your groceries home because you just can put them in the pouch <laughs> and have the thing hop after you. I wonder if that's where the guy stored the ecstasy. Cop would never find it there. I think it's a mucous membrane. <laughs> I think if you put the maybe that's how it OD. Maybe how it's, it's like he shoved the ecstasy <clears throat> in the uh, in the. In the he in tried the to hide his spare pills down in the mucous membrane because it's kind of like a vagina, right? The pouch. I don't know what kind people, of vaginas people, you've encountered recently, Wackerly, but I've never seen one that looks like a mucus uh, pocket of a wallaby. Really? Because most of mine do. Am I, am I right <laughs> the wrong type of girl? Well, you do live but in Oakland. Not, the, but the pouch isn't just like a pocket in the back of your jeans. It is like a mucus birthing membrane, right? Yeah, I think it's like a slimy mucus membrane. I think, But so I, I think it's a... Gr- your ecstasy pills down there. You might have an unexpected result. You might have a dead wallaby on your hands, which is probably what happened. But you know what? You got one hell of a story because this was a great party. This was the type of party that it's like, you know, these people are probably like, you should have stayed. You should have stayed a half hour, man, because this these half-naked chicks showed up with a kangaroo, and the kangaroo was on E, and everybody was partying with it. It was crazy. You'd regret it. He was dancing around. He had glow sticks. Ah, dude, boxing with people. God, I would have loved it. And then it died. (laughs) So on the sick and wrong star scale, I don't know. There's something just inherently not sitting well with me about giving drugs to a marsupial. I don't know. I don't think you should give ecstasy to kangaroos or any kind of... uh, I think a koala would do well with like a tiny hit of mushroom. I think a koala would handle it better, yeah. I, I would like to do mushrooms with a koala. 
I, I could I could do that. Yeah, you know what? I could do drugs. That would be kind of cool, actually, if you're the koala that you train to smoke weed with, and it's just like because they always kind of look high. They look high all the time, don't they? Yeah. And, and they're eating those things. eucalyptus leaves, and you're like maybe drinking some chamomile tea and just hanging out and be like, "Do you want to watch some Arrested Development? Okay, cool." And, and then you just, just do it. And then you, I'm gonna go to bed. You know, it's 9 p.m. Okay, I got to work tomorrow. That's sweet. I'm going to sit around here and eat eucalyptus leaves all day, but I'll be here when you get back. Maybe we can smoke another bowl tomorrow. Exactly. I think, I think a koala would be like a good stoner buddy. But, you know, kangaroo, yeah. I think, is the type of person who's like, you know what? He might freak out on this weed because the weed's a little too strong for him. And kangaroos are, are definitely able to commit like, some acts of like, really extreme violence. I've seen They're going to punch you in the face, yeah. They punch you in the face and they chop you with their hind legs. You know what? I, I don't think kangaroos should be doing drugs. So on the sick and wrong no. star scale, the fact that these kids were like uh, giving, although it is funny, but the reason they're giving drugs to this animal and it, and it could have died here, I'm going to have to give this four stars. I give it four and a half. Four and a half. Wow. You really yeah. feel strongly about those kangaroos, Wacker? I just feel bad for the, it's a wallaby, by the way, and I feel bad for it. Yeah. Well, hopefully it didn't die. Well, people, we invite you to vote, sickerwrongpodcast.com. You can decide right now who won episode 249. Wackily, we, uh, we have a few phone calls here to get to, to the Sickerwrong hotline, and a couple of emails that came to sickerwrongpodcast.com. Hopefully, we'll be able to have enough time to get through all of this. Before we get to our first phone call, how about a word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. There you go, adamandeve.com. Just type in the word diddle when you check out. And, uh, yeah, you can go buy yourself a Halloween-themed adult sex toy, like a candy corn dildo or something. I think, I think that's what we were talking about last week. Um, Halloween's just around the corner, so if you're, if you're going to be giving away lube as Halloween gifts, I think now's the time to uh, order something from Adam and Eve. Yeah, you need, like, at least 150 packets because you're going to get a lot of kids. And kids love lube, especially the flavor kind. So, yeah. Wacker, uh, we got a few phone calls here at Sick Wrong Hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. Um, we got quite a few calls, and people always ask us, why didn't, why didn't you play my call? There's a few reasons why we don't play calls. One, if you call us 30 times and just leave us inane messages, we're probably not going to play the call. Uh, we're not going to play a call that's over three minutes because it's just too long. It's too long to listen to. We're also not going to play a call that, that you can't even understand what you're saying, not because you're too drunk, just because your cell phone connection is uh, just kind of dodgy. So try to keep it under three minutes and say something interesting. Tell a story, a personal story. Share something with us. Well, you'll probably get on the show. So, Wackily, uh, the first call here, um, I don't even quite remember what it was. Let's play it. Longer than the index finger. The guy. 
I, I think my ring finger might be shorter. I'm not sure. We're just shorter ring- than your index finger, than your pointer finger. Oh, okay, okay. I see that. No, my my not ring- than your middle finger. I, I was thinking. I was looking at my middle finger there, and I'm like, kind of getting a little worried, being like. Maybe I was born a hermaphrodite, and uh, my mother chose to, like, fill in the vagina or something. I, Legitimate I, I, fear. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know that. if that's necessarily true. I, this guy's, like, the, you know, anthropologist from Boston or something. You know, you know actually, uh, I, I think that might have been Ben Affleck, and he was using a pseudonym. No, no, it was, was that was not Ben Affleck. Yeah, but Ben Affleck knows a lot it about... It was Matt Damon, it was Matt Damon. Okay, well, Matt Damon or Ben Affleck, I think, are two authorities on how to uh, to uh, distinguish a tranny from a regular uh, woman. Right. Or a woman from a tranny. Yeah. Depending on what you're going for. But that guy has a great accent. It's a great accent. Thank, thanks for sharing that information. Next time a girl comes up to me and I'm kind of uh, unclear as to you know, what sex that person actually is, I'm just going to grab their fingers and be like, i got to do a quick test. You know, y'all probably be too drunk to even realize... But uh, it's, a, it's a good rule of thumb. <laughs> You'll be take out your notebook and just be fucking up all the measurements. And... Well, I wouldn't yeah, be I like... Can see that hap- I can really see that happening, actually. Well, so, I mean, what, what the, what the, what's the deal, though? It's like you're going to look at it and be like, okay, well, you have tits, but you also have a cock and balls. Yeah. But your ring finger is... Let's uh... do the finger check. <laughs> Let me do the finger check just to make sure. I think it's a good it's a good uh, extra thing, you know, just to check. So thanks thanks for sharing that with us. What's the what's the second call we got here, Wagger? Hello, this is the Moon calling. Um, just calling with the nomination for Sick and Wrong Mother of the Year. Um, I was out drinking with my friend in Tokyo the other day. And we saw these two Spanish birds walking along, and one of them had massive tits. She looked amazing, and you know, she looked like a Madrid prostitute, maybe. Yes. Okay, a couple things here, Wacker. First of all. Is this guy now referring to himself as the moon here from the Mighty Boosh? He's adopted the nickname that we gave. Does he even really sound like the moon? I always thought that was kind of maybe incorrect, but he seems to agree with that, that he does sound like the moon. I think he sounds like the moon. When, when I hear his voice, I'm kind of like, I'm the moon. Hello. Yes. Hello. I'm shining in the sky. Hello. But no, he, but he kind of he sounds like that. But okay, so he's saying he's in Tokyo, and they came across some Spanish birds. And one had massive tits, and she looked amazing, like a Spanish prostitute. I guess the moon gets around. The moon's everywhere, so uh, this this happens. Okay, well, what happened here? I don't know. I'm still thinking about Spanish prostitute with massive tits. But okay, let's listen. Not that I've seen many of them, and um, and one of them had a baby in a little baby buggy, and they were talking to these Japanese guys covered in tattoos. My friend came up and started talking to them, and one of the guys was going, "Get the fuck out!" But, like, eventually they just left. So my friend invited these women back to his apartment. So we all went back to his apartment. And we were all, like, quite drunk. And the baby was crawling around. My friend was dancing salsa with the woman with big tits. But they kept, like, when the women were talking, they kept talking about Kevin Costner. And they were like, to me it sounded just like, Kevin Costner, Kevin Costner. And then, like, I started thinking, ah, maybe they think I look a bit like Kevin Costner. Maybe they're talking about me. So I was just sitting there in the chair just thinking, ah, cool, I'm in, I'm in there. But eventually, like, I just worked out that the kid was called Kevin Costner. And I asked the woman whose mother the kid was, uh, what the, whatever, who, <laughs> I asked the mother, 
uh, like, why did you call him Kevin Costner? And she said it's because she likes Kevin Costner and uh, she thinks he's really cool. But, you know, like, that's why she's the sick and wrong mother of the year. Just think about that kid. He's called Kevin Costner, but he's Spanish as well. So he's probably called, like, Kevin Costner Iniesta or something like that. That kid's going to have a really bad time at school. Anyway, just thought I'd share that with you. Okay, bye-bye. Wow, that is hilarious. That uh, <laughs> I think this guy was, I think the moon was at one point being like, she must like me because Kevin Costner's a Hollywood actor and, uh, you know, he did that fabulous movie Waterworld. And so maybe I'm going to, like, get some Spanish ass. And then he realizes, no, she named his kid Kevin Costner because the girl's that corny. Yeah, it's her kid, not his kid. I don't know, it's a little disappointing. Although, you know what, though? I, I beg to differ with him. It could be worse. She could name the kid Shia LaBeouf. I would, I would much <laughs> rather... Possible. Dude, I would be. much rather be named Kevin Costner than Shia LaBeouf. Nobody would ever name anybody Shia LaBeouf. It's a fake name. Where, where did it come from? The, okay, well, what about the situation? Could you imagine if she's like, he's the situation, he looks just like the situation. As a baby? <laughs> <laughs> like he has abs and a big alcohol swollen face? All I'm saying is that there are worse celebrities to be compared to than Kevin Costner. But it amazes me that her child would already be bearing Kevin Costner-like features. Is this when you go into a, you know, epic poem about Kevin Costner and how, how, how great he is? No, I don't like Kevin Costner. I don't think I liked any of his movies. You sound like you do. No, I'm, I'm just saying that Kevin Costner, the, the hierarchy of, of shitty actors, I think there are other ones that I'd rather, I, I would ra I'd rather be compared to Kevin Costner than Shia LaBeouf. That's all I'm saying. So you are, you are talking about how great Kevin Costner is right now. Compared to Shia LaBeouf, yes, I am. I, if I had to choose who to hang out with, it'd probably be Kevin Costner. Who's greater than Kevin Costner? Who's better than God? I'd rather hang out with Russell Crowe. We'd probably get in fights. <laughs> I mean, right, I, I, I would rather be I don't called... want to pursue this. I don't want to pursue this now that you said that. All I'm saying is that uh, it's just kind of fucked up to call your baby Kevin Costner. That kid's going to get ripped on. But it would be worse if she called him Shia LaBeouf. So and what's um, worse than Shia LaBeouf? Ooh, I don't know. It's going to take me a couple seconds. We have, we have a lot of time. Can, can you name an actor worse than Shia LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf no, sounds like I a disgusting sex move. Um, uh, name a male actor no, I, you hate more than Shia LaBeouf. I'm trying to think. What's that guy's name who was in the remake of Alfie? Jude Law. Yes, Jude Law. Worse than Shia Ooh. LaBeouf. That's pretty close. That's pretty close. I hate Jude Law, too. Hmm. I think I'd have to say Shia LaBeouf, though. Really? I hate Shia LaBeouf. What about Tom Cruise? I like Tom Cruise better than Shia LaBeouf. At least he's batshit crazy. I don't well, know. Well, Shia LaBeouf, he hasn't had time yet. Let's move on, please. <laughs> we'll, do the, we'll do the actor ranking show next week for the 250th episode. It'll be all Hollywood actor ranking. Stephen Baldwin's worse. Stephen Baldwin's worse than Shia LaBeouf. But that's all I, I can think of off the top of my head. Agree. All right. What's the third call we have here for uh, episode 249? This is an argument for uh, a specific type of sexual relationship with a woman. Hi, this is Virgin Sex Pet. No, I have not registered on the forum, unfortunately, but that's only because I'm a worthless human being and I have nothing to contribute. 
Anyway, um, yeah, maybe I'll rectify that later. But I am here to weigh in on the monogamy issue you brought up since you've invited discussion. Well, personally, I know it's not in my nature. I love my girlfriend to death. I truly do. There's no other person I can think of I'd rather spend my life with, but... Do you remember bringing up monogamy? I don't. It's because you're, I think, heavily inebriated by this point in the show, as usual. I don't remember the context, but I do remember at one point we were talking about, I was saying how I don't think, I thought monogamy was a fable, it was a myth, it would never happen. And uh, you said that it, that it had to happen, and we asked the listeners to weigh in on if... Uh, I asked married listeners to weigh in to say whether or not they feel that monogamy works. Was this last week or many weeks ago? I think it was last week, but it might have been the week <laughs> before. Jesus. Sorry, I want to bone someone else. I know she feels the same way, and I honestly don't have a problem with that, as long as it's fair. Also, uh... What, see, what does that mean? That was just a hugely vague statement, as long as it's fair. Yeah, as ca- if it's fair. I was trying to figure out what he means by that. But does he mean that, so she gets to fuck a dude, and then he goes out to fuck a chick? But what are you talking about? Like, okay, let's say he's going out and having sex with Ellen DeGeneres, and she's going out and having sex with Johnny Depp. Is that fair? No. It's, <laughs> I think when you, when you start to say, is it fair, you're saying, like, as long as I have... Sh- sex with chicks that are hotter than the dudes that you have sex with, and as long as I have sex with more chicks than you have sex with dudes, then it's fair. And then, like, yeah, if that's what's happening, I'm totally into non-monogamy myself. I just don't think that's how it really works out. This is how it works out. Once you start doing this, your girl can get laid anytime she wants. And we brought this up before on the show. It's going to be a little harder for you to get laid unless you're paying for it. Maybe he's into paying for it. Let's find out. If you look at, uh, there are a number of studies you can look up where they've uh, interviewed married couples, both here, Europe, Canada, you know, all around the world, where it's, you know, one man, one woman, marriage. Um, and, uh, well, with the exception of maybe like one of these studies that I found, um, over 50% of men and women have committed adultery or seriously attempted to commit adultery. Over 50%. I think the numbers kind of speak for themselves. It's more normal to be in a non, uh, you know, monogamous relationship, intentionally or otherwise, than it is to be in a monogamous one. Also, you know, you can just look at all the world cultures, you know, ancient and modern. Most of them are either one man and many wives, or they just don't give a shit. So, you know, I don't even understand what the issue is. So, anyway... Go out there, fuck as many people as you want, wear a rubber, don't give me herpes, you know, have a good day. It's all good. Now that's an open-minded husband or boyfriend. I don't know if I'd want my girlfriend to go out and fuck as many people as you want, but I I, I feel that, uh, you know, I think eventually it comes a time where it's like, all right, go have sex with somebody. And then bring a girl home for me. (laughs) There's a lot of girls that get off on that. It's delusional. (laughs) <laughs> but don't you see where he's coming from? I kind of agree, though, to to an extent. I don't no, feel... No. You, you feel that eventually it's like you're going to find the perfect soulmate and you're never going to stick your penis into another vagina again. No, I don't think that either. I think I'm going to die alone and, you know, with a bottle clutched in my hand. But I just don't think... 
polygamists or whatever, what do you call it? open relationships don't last. They last when both people are super gross, but I'd like to think that I'm not a super gross person. Yeah, I think it's when you have like two sexual deviants that are uh, really that are just disgusting with like you know like sores on their tongues and like oh yeah nobody cares if you cheat but you know and, and your girlfriend's the same she's got like a you know just purple fucking green and purple pussy and like oh yeah spread that shit around i don't care you're like no one's gonna want to fuck you anyway so it doesn't matter or, or if they do i don't care about the you know the the homeless troll that lives behind the circle k i don't find him challenging this is how i feel as long as it's consensual and it's agreed upon I think you can make it work. I think you can make an open relationship work. That being said, I have yet to have a successful open relationship. All of them have ended in flames. And usually with yeah. me, so, yeah. So let me know when you make one work and, and like how that happened. I'll keep you posted there, Wackily. I'll keep you posted. Although in theory, it sounds like it should work quite well. Well, people, call the Sick and Wrong hotline, 206-666-3846. We do always love to hear what you have to say. Well, actually, we got a uh, time for one email here to send, that was sent in the Podcast at hotmail.com. Uh, Chris wrote this in. He goes, hey, guys, I've been working my way through the old shows. And very early on, you guys mentioned bidding on an item on eBay that will become the mascot of the show. You said you weren't going to disclose what it was until you knew if you guys got it or not. I don't recall hearing anything else about it. Just curious. What was it? Do you guys even remember? Keep it sick, keep it wrong, Chris. Did, do you remember, Wacker? What episode? It was, he said the early episodes. <laughs> I have no idea. Were we trying to bid on uh, Tom and Katie's baby or something like that? I, ha- yeah, I, I have no idea. A, a early mascot when she was prenatal. I wonder if that's what it was. I, you know, for some reason, I thought it was like an aborted fetus or something that we saw in a jar. Like we were trying to get one of those for a while, too. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I barely remember what happened last week, let alone four years ago. He should point out the episode. I would go back and listen to the episode if he told us which episode it was, and I would try and figure it out, but I don't know. Well, I could look at my PayPal account and see what I bid on back then. Well, Chris, do us a favor. Why don't you uh, write in and let us know what episode you're talking about. Well, Wankerly, uh, I think it's about time for us to get out of here. Uh, people, if you haven't already, go uh, check out the Sick and Wrong Forum. Um, that random picture thread really is, is ceaseless entertainment. It's endless entertainment for me. Although, I've got to say one thing about the random picture thread. Don't look at it at work. No, I look at it every day, but I wait till I get home from work. Yeah, my, it, personal, it, my PC, my personal computer. I, you know, I can honestly say I've actually jacked off to that random picture thread. I mean, th- people hear sick and wrong form. They think, oh, it's going to be the most disgusting images. There are disgusting images, but there are some really hot chicks on that. Like, people are just kind of like upload their hard drive filled with hot porn. <laughs> yeah, but it makes it hard to beat off when you're looking at, like hot chick, hot chick, hot chick, severed face. <laughs> I don't chick, scroll down, chick, dude. Anal warts. <laughs> oh, you just look at. Oh, see, I, I have I have my computer set up to automatic scroll. I don't. I'll find one picture I like and then just stare at it intently, and uh, mm. until I've reached climax. But yeah, that's the one thing you're going to lose that erection if you keep scrolling down through that thing because you're going to see things you've never you'll I'm never stick. be able to unsee. Put it that way. So go to sickwrongpodcast.com, click on forum, and then check out Sickwrong Forum. Also, thank you, everybody, for subscribing to the show via iTunes and giving us uh, these five-star ratings. 
I love the comments. I love the ratings. And we appreciate you keeping us on the uh, Top Comedy Podcast. Also, uh, we're still selling our uh, current Sick and Wrong tea. If you go to the sickandwrongpodcast.com uh, site and then click on store, uh, you'll see some sluts wearing our Sick and Wrong shirts. And uh, those are the shirts that we're currently selling. It's, um, it's, a, it's a great thing to wear to go out and impress the ladies. It's, I think it's on par with a wallaby. I think it's kind of like uh, pheromones, basically. It's a sick and wrong shirt. If you had a, a tripping wallaby and that shirt on, you would get so much ass. What if you had a wallaby wearing the shirt? And you were wearing... So you need to order two shirts, one for yourself and one for the wallaby. Wow. Orgy. Orgy, dude. <laughs> Orgiastic. You would have a better orgy than Bob Guccione had. And you know that man had orgies. We're going to have to save the celebrity deaths till next week. <laughs> I, I was just going to tip my glass, though, to, to good old Bob Guccione, the founder of Penthouse, who passed away uh, yesterday, actually, as a matter of fact. Um, I think he had, like, lung cancer or something. But uh, well, What about Mr. C.? Mr. Cunningham, I know. Let's, let's tip our glass to Mr. Cunningham, too. And uh, Barbara Billingsley died just uh, a week ago. So there's three people. Who's that? Gonna, uh, she was the uh, mom Ju- from Leave it to Beaver? June Cleaver, yeah. Oh, so, um, yeah, tip my glass to them. Cheers. Well, finally here, we're going to end the show with the Sigurong Song of the Week that was sent in by Joe via Facebook. He goes, here's the Song of the Week, Country Boner. It's by Pucifer. I think that's the artist. Use it. So, uh, yeah, I looked up the, uh, I think it's uh, the guy from Tool. It's one of his, like, side projects. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. But the song is great. Yeah, Maynard Keenan. The song's great. It's called Country Boner. So we're going to end the show here with uh, Country Boner's Sick Rock Song of the Week. As we mentioned before, next week's episode 250, it's going to be the Halloween show of Sick and Wrong. So uh, make sure you stay tuned. Until then, take it sleazy. Good night.
I'm thinking, okay. Well, first of all, I'm not drunk. I'm high. I'm not drunk. I'm high. No one. I'm not talking to anyone. No. It's a message. Not on anyone I know. It's not my friend. No. Well, I smoked marijuana. is what I smoked. I don't even know what I'm saying. I keep thinking, I keep start waking up, and I can't remember, and I just remember what I just said. She said to keep, she said to keep it on the three minutes. It's only been a minute and five seconds. I keep, my not is